0: Fast Listeners. So we're going to explore that topic. Let me tell you about a lady who also uh, had a birthday, and she was turning 40, and her husband wanted to do something really special for her. And so uh, he said, darling, what would you really like for your birthday? And she said, oh, I I wish I could be 10. And he said, okay. So he had the whole day planned made her chocolate chip pancakes, her childhood favorite, took her to the carousel and they rode the merry-go-round. They had so much fun. And at the end of the day, banana splits. And he said, honey, I hope you had a good day. I hope you enjoyed being a kid again. And she looked at him and said, it was great, but I wanted to be a size 10 again. (laughs) Communication is probably one of the most important skills in life, but even as important is our listening skills. Oh, he heard what she said, but didn't really understand what she meant. I think about all the times that we have sat in a classroom, and we've learned how important it is to communicate, to read, to write, to articulate. But how many have really taken a class in listening? What training do we get as people, let alone as Christ followers, on this skill of listening? Probably not much. Yet the Bible, God's word, our handbook for life, has a lot to say about listening. In fact, the Bible says we should be quick to listen and slow to speak. Isn't it funny how we've kind of turned that around? Uh, we're quick to speak. Give them our opinion. Tell them what God's opinion is we aren't so quick to actually listen. We spout off, we create in our mind as they're sharing their heart with us how we're going to respond instead of really listening to the person and trying to understand them. In other words, what I'm saying is many of us listen with the intent to reply rather than listen to understand where that other person's coming from. And I'm as guilty as anyone else. You know, you listen to yourself as you prepare in your mind what you're gonna say, the questions you're gonna ask, maybe even your rebuttal, and you filter everything through your frame of reference, your life experience, your convictions. And consequently, we tend to decide prematurely what the other person means before they actually finish communicating and before we can ask clarifying questions. Now, every one of us are guilty of that. And that's why James tells us in the first chapter of his epistle that we need to always Be conscious of the fact it's better to listen first before we reply. You've all heard it. I'm sure our Sunday school teachers tell our children there's a reason God gave us two ears and only one mouth. So I want to propose to you this morning, the Bible actually teaches a really important communication skill, and it's as crucial as articulating your particular opinion, and that is the skill of listening. So instead of being a fast talker, I want to encourage all of us to be fast listeners. Wouldn't that be a a great thing to have someone say, man, you're a a fast listener? It would be a compliment. And I think it's kind of what James had in mind. James chapter 1, verses 19 and 20. My dear brothers and sisters, take note. So he's saying, pay attention, be alert. Take note of this. Everyone, say that with me, everyone. That means you. That means me. Everyone means everyone. Everyone should be quick to listen slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word that gives us direction for our life here on this earth and gives us hope for the eternal life that we have with you after we transition and God, I thank you for the practical advice that you give us, and I pray today that we will hear not from a pastor, but from the Holy Spirit, and that each of us will do much better in the days ahead of developing the skill of listening, in Jesus' name, amen. You know, I was thinking about this. Listening is not only an important part of relationships, whether it's your spouse, your children, your neighbors. It's also an important part of obedience, particularly when it comes to listening to the voice of God in your life. We're going to look at several scriptures today in Proverbs 17 and 18. Those would be two good chapters for all of us to read this week. Proverbs 17 and 18, because Solomon has a lot to say about listening, but today I want to just look at three principles about being a fast listener, and the first, if you take time to really listen, it helps you learn. Doesn't mean you have to agree with the person, but you can learn. At the very end of Proverbs chapter 17, it's verse number 28, Solomon says something that's almost humorous. He says, even fools, now listen, even fools are thought wise if they keep silent and discerning if they hold their tongue. It's similar to a saying that we've all heard, you know, it's better to be silent And to be thought a fool than to speak and remove all doubt? That's what Solomon is saying here in Proverbs 17, 28. Because sometimes when we speak, (laughs) we remove all the doubt. Of our ignorance, of our biases, of our prejudices. Now I know a lot of us have heard the statement, there's no such thing as a stupid question. And I agree with that to a point, but you also have to realize the context of when you ask that question. Timing is everything. There are times that I've asked questions at the wrong time. Sometimes I've asked questions in a public setting when I should have waited and asked the question one-on-one with the person that I was trying to understand. See, it might be true in a classroom that you can just ask a question at any time, but not always in a boardroom, not always at a family reunion, not always in a client's office, because if you ask the wrong question or say the wrong thing, you can actually put yourself in a bad situation in that it builds barriers. Sometimes in situations, as Solomon said in Proverbs eighteen seven. And if you're taking notes, you can write that down, Proverbs 18, 7. He says, a fool's mouth is his undoing. It's not that a fool is thought-wise if he listens. The truth is, a fool can become wise if he does listen. Ernest Hemingway was not a theologian but he said something that I wanted to share with you this morning. He says, I like to listen. I've learned a great deal from listening carefully. Most people never do listen. That's good advice. That's biblical advice. This spring, Linda and I had the opportunity of visiting my sister in San Antonio for a week. And she said, Jerry, is there anything you would like to do? And I said, absolutely. I want to eat barbecue. (laughs) And she said, well, we'll do that. Is there any place you'd like to see? And I said, I've always wanted to go to the Capitol. I've always wanted to go to Austin. Heard so much about it. And I enjoy visiting presidential libraries had opportunity of visiting Ronald Reagan's library, Richard Nixon's library, Jimmy Carter's library. And I knew that LBJ, Lyndon Baines Johnson's library was in Austin. So we planned a day to go to the LBJ Presidential Library, which I really enjoyed. And there's a sign in that library of, um, it's it's a plaque that LBJ had in his office. Now, apparently, according to what I read, it was actually in his office when he was a senator for Texas before he became the vice president and then consequently the president. But here's what the sign said. I wish I would have taken a picture of it. You ain't learning nothing when you're talking. There's just a plain Texan. You ain't learning nothing when you're talking. When you listen, you learn. You learn about the people in your life, what they need, what they like, what they want, why they think the way that they think, why they act the way that they act. When you listen to others, you learn something about them so that you are in a better position to minister the love of Christ to them. You earn that right to be heard when you begin to share. When you listen to your customers, you learn what they need. A seven, or a 19th-century English cleric, Charles Colton. I want to read what he said: "When in the company of sensible men, we ought to be doubly cautious of talking too much, lest we lose two good things: their good opinion and our own improvement." For what we have to say we know, but what they have to say we know not. It's a great scripture, a great challenge for all of us to be fast listeners. We can learn something. The second thing I believe that Solomon teaches us and James teaches us is listening will help us understand The man who thought his wife wanted to be age 10, not size 10, if he would have asked him questions, listening would have helped him understand what she really wanted. He could have given her a gym membership. Uh, Probably not a good idea. No, forget that. Forget that. No, no. Probably best to say, oh, honey, I love you just the way you are. You know, I... As you know, I try not to watch the news, and I encourage you not to watch the news because it just messes with your mind and gets you depressed. And as I said last week, Galatians says we're to be more concerned about things above than things on earth anyway. But one thing that I do enjoy is watching the election returns. And often they have two representatives of two opposing views that supposedly are supposed to be discussing a particular issue. And you think, oh, this would be really good because I'll be able to understand this position and this position. It never works out that way. You know, they talk over each other. Have you ever noticed that? They're both talking at the same time, and they're not talking about their position. They're talking about why they don't like the other person's position. They pay no attention whatsoever to what the other person's saying. It's not a discussion at all. It's not even a debate. It's just a bunch of emotional noise. And it reminds me of what Solomon says. Proverbs 18.2. Proverbs 18.2. A fool finds no pleasure in understanding. But delights in airing his own opinion. There's enough of that in the world today. As followers of Jesus Christ. Let's not Fall into that trap. Let me read it again. A fool finds no pleasure in understanding. It's like you don't even want to understand where the person's coming from because you disagree with them. All you do is delight in your own opinion. Now, you can apply that to theology, you can apply it to the weather, whether it's too hot or too cold, you can apply it to what's happening in the government. You know, let's listen and try to understand. We've all known people who really have absolutely no interest in what you're trying to say. They're just trying to sell you a product, sell you their ideas. But the question I think the Holy Spirit wants us to grapple with this morning is not, have you ever known a person like that, but, have you ever been a person like that? I'm guilty. I'm guilty. I've been like that. I just wanted to get my opinion in there. I just wanted to quote that scripture. And I really didn't take time to understand the way that Jesus stood with the woman at the well who had had five really bad relationships with men, and had been abused and had been hurt and had guarded her heart. And isn't it wonderful that Jesus didn't just come in there and start quoting the Torah or the Talmud. He took time to listen and understand and then he gave her that living water. Well, I often see that in relationship conflicts. As I said earlier, we don't hear what the other person is saying because we're too busy thinking about what we're going to say. Stephen Covey said, Most people do not listen with the intent to understand. They listen with the intent to reply. Oh, may the Holy Spirit help us this week in all of our conversations to listen not with the intent to reply but to listen with the intent to understand because that's truly when we're like Jesus because when we come to Jesus, friends, he listens to us. Oh, we can spout anything off. Have you ever been angry at God? Sure you have. You might even tell him you're angry, and that's okay. Does he rebuke you? Absolutely not. He listens to you. He wants to know you're hurt. He wants to know your disappointment. Jesus is the best listener we have. Oh, we kneel at these altars, and so often we're just so consumed by asking for all this stuff instead of just listening to the voice of Jesus. Proverbs 18, again, I told you there's a lot of stuff in Proverbs about listening. Solomon warned us. He said, he who answers, it's verse 3, by the way, if you're taking, or 13, verse 13. If you're taking notes, I hope you are. If you're watching live stream, remember you can go to WFA.church. Slash live stream, all the notes are there, and you can take your own notes. Proverbs 18, 13 says this. He who answers before listening, this is his folly and his shame. I looked that up in a couple other translations. CEV, Contemporary English Version. It's stupid and embarrassing to give an answer before you listen. I like that. My good friend, Dennis Hendricks, who is with the Lord now, he, he loved the CE version. He used that a lot even in our Bible study. And I, I love it too. It's stupid and embarrassing to give an answer before you listen. New Living Translation. This is good. Spouting off before listening to the facts is both shameful and foolish. That adds kind of another layer, doesn't it? It's not just foolish, it's shameful because you're not respecting that person who is trying to share with you where they're coming from. I read about a high school class um, in music appreciation, and they were asked, What is the difference between listening and hearing? Think about that for a moment. What's the difference between listening and hearing? And one student in this music appreciation class said, listening is wanting to hear. It's good. A lot of wisdom from a high schooler there. Listening is wanting to hear. I have to ask myself, am I a listener or do I just hear people? I mean, it applies to music appreciation, obviously, but it applies to your spouse, and your children, and your neighbors, and your co-workers. You can almost reword that by saying, listening is wanting to understand. Doesn't mean you agree with that person, but do you want to understand why they feel a certain way about a biblical doctrine, or a certain way about a development that's going in in the orchard next to you. you know, it can be applied in so many different ways. man so many times through the years. And man, having Dan here really does make me feel old today. <laughs> man, remember when the kid was 17 years old and drove to church and wore an earring on the platform, and oh man. It took some heat for you, buddy, but I defended you. You love Jesus. And now, he's got children and grandchildren. Proud of you, Dan. Pastor of a Nazarene church in Pomeroy, now in in, uh, Richland. But, but, you know, it, it really does make my mind... Go back and think, man. It's 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 a great thing. Um, I'm not sure where I was going with that. I just a little reminiscing there. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh, I know what I was going to say. Through the years, through the years. <laughs> Something not quite as enjoyable as watching Dan and Bobby, you know, grow in the Lord and have their own ministry and stuff. I've, unfortunately, this is, you know, so with a lot of couples who are going through difficult times. Done a lot of weddings, but I've also seen a lot of couples divorce. And that's just part of life and part of heartbreak. But so often I've heard these words, man, I just don't know what happened, pastor. I thought everything was fine. And the spouse would say, but I've been trying to tell you for years. Haven't you heard me? Haven't you been listening? And that's a heartbreak. And in a relationship, you know, whatever the relationship is, if you're absolutely certain that the other person is 100% wrong, listening will help you to understand where they're coming from. Don't ever deny a person's feelings. Oh, you don't feel like that. Oh, you're just, you know, you've just been fed all the liberal news media. Or you've just been fed this or that. Don't disrespect the person. But if you listen, it'll help you then be led by the Holy Spirit to lead them into the hope of Jesus. And if it's true that you're absolutely right, absolutely listening to them will also help you know how to navigate their thinking process and their heart process to the foot of the cross so that Jesus, the ultimate healer, the ultimate listener, our Savior, our Lord can minister to them. See, most of the time when we listen with the intent to understand, (laughs) our opinion (laughs) changes first. doesn't mean that you might not totally agree with them, but when you find out, hey, this person's been through a lot and this has framed the way they're looking at this. Listening helps you learn. Listening helps you understand. Point number three, listening helps you maintain control. That's why James says here, not just to be quick to listen and slow to speak, he says slow to become angry. It's real easy to let anger rise up within you when you're talking to somebody about something that you don't see eye to eye on. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires, Now, most of us in here have accepted Christ as our Savior. We know that Christ is our righteousness. We understand that. But we also know there's this thing called sanctification, which means we are becoming more like Jesus every day. We are becoming more righteous every day. At least we should be. And it says here, man, if you get yourself all in a tiff over some political argument and you become angry, that anger is not going to produce the righteousness that you really desire as a Christ follower. I mean, we all want to be righteous. And so there's a connection here between controlling our words and listening and controlling our emotions, especially our temper, our anger. We've all known people, and maybe we're all guilty. You start out with a little complaint. Just a little complaint. Man, it's too hot in here. Man, that music was too loud. Man, I wish that coffee wasn't so strong that they served. <laughs> Whatever. Just a little complaint. But pretty soon, you just repeat it to everybody, and it becomes a rant. Also like a mantra. That's all, you know... Oh, here comes Sister Joan. She's going to complain about this or that. I mean, just, but the longer you rant about something, the matter you get. Because all of a sudden, instead of viewing things like this, you have focused in on one thing, and that's all you can think about. Oh, may Jesus help us all. The matter we get, the redder we get. Our voice raises. We begin using all caps. We begin putting four or five exclamation points on our Facebook page. We've worked ourselves into a tizzy. What does the Bible say? Proverbs 17:27. Proverbs 17:27. A man or a woman of knowledge? Knowledge of the Lord. Knowledge of what the scripture teaches. A person of knowledge. Uses words. With restraint. And a person of understanding. Is. Even tempered. The more you listen. The less you speak. The more. You can maintain control of yourself. In spite of your emotions. And that includes friends. Listening to God. And I want us to think in these closing moments, not so much, you know, the the horizontal communication that we all deal with, but let's think about the vertical communication for a moment, because that's really of utmost importance. There are times that we want to do all the talking with our spouse and with our children, and we just don't let them do any talking, but often we approach God the same way. You know, we've all been there. You want to tell God what the problem is, you know, like he doesn't know it. Uh, so, so you tell him the problem, and you go on and on and on, and then pretty soon you begin telling him how to fix it. Here, Lord, this is what you need to do in this situation. And then pretty soon you put a time deadline on him. But you need to get on that as soon as possible. And in the meantime, we continue to worry and stress and fret out and lash out at others because we feel like the situation is out of our control. It doesn't have to be that way for us. God wants us to slow down. Stop talking so much. Stop complaining. Stop repeating all the words of Doom and gloom that we're just surrounded with in our culture. And try listening to him. He'll bring you encouragement. He'll bring you healing. He'll bring you help. He'll bring you hope. Psalm 46, we're so familiar with it, we just kind of, you know, gloss over it. It says, be still and know that I am God. My paraphrase, be still and be quiet and know that he is God. Amen. Some of you remember the uh, program um, Friday Night Lights, about football. There was an actor in that program by the name of Kyle Chandler. Some of you may be familiar with him. Doesn't matter if you are or aren't. Uh, he was being interviewed at one time by the Chicago Tribune. And he was asked this question just as an actor. Repeat this or complete this sentence. I would give anything to meet, dot, dot, dot. And this is what Kyle Chandler said. I have no idea what his spiritual relationship is with the Lord, but he said this I would give anything to meet God Almighty. I'd like to share my favorite meal with him, and I would let him do all the talking. Man. Think about that for a moment. We think, oh, we can't wait to meet the apostle Paul. Can't wait to meet Peter and to talk to Moses and Abraham, and we've got all these questions we want to ask them. Make all the dots connect that we're not able to here. Kyle Chandler, not a theologian, but man, such depth. i just invite God to dinner, and I would let him do all the talking. That's a great idea for us this week, amen? We need to try it. Let God do the talking to us, and let us be more like God. And let's be fast listeners. About 10 years ago, there was a man by the name of Steve Henning. Steve Henning had been deaf his entire life. He was 57 years old. About my age, give or take a couple years. Um, <laughs> he was deaf because he was, uh, had spinal meningitis and the spinal meningitis, he was deaf. He heard, and his wife heard about a surgical, and this, you can check this out, Google it, it it's a true story. He heard about a surgical procedure that could possibly enable him to hear. And they decided to take, take the journey, all the pre-op, all the cost, all the waiting. He had the operation, and he waited for weeks and weeks, for the swelling in his ear to decrease. And the day finally came that they could activate this listening device that they had put in his ear. And he was really excited, and they were there, the audiologist. And the audiologist enabled the device and asked Steve's wife if there was anything she wanted to say. The first words that man heard was his wife saying, I love you. That was the first words the man had heard in 57 years. I love you. And as heartwarming as that story is, you know what I thought? If you and I will just slow down, if we just quit complaining to the Lord, if we'll just be still in his presence, I'm pretty sure that's the first thing he's going to say to us. I love you. I'm here for you. I want to help you. I want to hear your heart. I want to hear your pain. I want to hear your fears. Come to me. I'll listen. And I'll give you rest. Would you bow your head in a moment of silence today? And for just the next minute or so, and now it's uncomfortable, we're a spirit-filled church, and... but let's just, for the next minute, be still. And let's listen, because I believe God is going to speak to each and every one of you. I don't know what he'll say. It'll be something different for all of us. But he'll reassure us. He'll share his love. Maybe he'll ask you to turn from your current lifestyle. And to give your heart to him. And to walk with him. But let's just listen for a moment. And see what God might say to us as individuals. Lord, I thank you that you are God that hears us. Who understands us. I pray, O oh God, that we will be good representatives of you in the days ahead. And that we will listen and hear those around us in our household in our neighborhood, in our community. Help us, Lord, to take the advice of James and not just know it intellectually and spiritually, but to apply it that we might be quick to listen and slow to speak.